0: Welcome once again to Top Stories. I'm Andy Zaltzman, and in today's journey back in time, we're going back to February 2012. Across the world, women were trying to make this crazy planet a better place, as they often tend to do. So on the bugle, John Oliver and I doffed our shared hat in solidarity with one of the all-time great social groups in the history of our planet.
1: Top Story this week... All the women independent, throw your heads up at me. <laughs> ladies round up. Andy, what a week for the ladies it's been, or pour la femme, as you might say, if you were trying to explain what makeup was to a French speaker before explaining that it was actually interestingly also pour la homme in uh, many situations as well. Now, first, some good lady news. Ladies are still very much the democratic majority on earth. 51%, Andy, they've got us numerically outnumbered. That's a math fact. (laughs) Sadly, not all the other lady news is quite as good as that. Egypt lady news now! And Egypt is a country in transition. But they're going to have to decide what kind of country that they want to transist into, especially (laughs) lady-wise. Do they want to be lady-friendly? Or not lady-friendly, Andy. Egypt is a country with a general attitude to the equality of the sexes, only slightly less ancient than their pointy buildings. <laughs> in, in Egypt, only men are accepted as natural-born leaders, as they believe that only men possess the necessary talent to lead in the form of the entirely coincidental ownership of natural-born penises. <laughs> and let's be clear. It's not like either Britain or the US has a particularly stellar record in political equality. America itself has still not had a female president. It's like a key part of any presidential inauguration is still, please place your hand on the Bible and your penis on the podium. (laughs) Britain has only had one female prime minister, but we did have her for 11 years. Now, you might say, that doesn't seem that bad. Margaret Thatcher is so... Pretty and charismatic.
0: You're thinking about Meryl Streep. You're thinking about Meryl Streep there. Now, we also had Tony Blair. Also, in real terms, John, Margaret Thatcher was an ox. <laughs> <laughs> <And> the closest <laughs> America ever came was uh, probably Calvin Coolidge on his Feminine Fridays, but those have largely <laughs> faded from history now. No.
1: Now, we also had Tony Blair for 10 years and you might think, well, how's that relevant? He's not a woman. Besides, he was so talented and seemed to be able to play whatever political part was required of him. You're thinking of Meryl Streep again. (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: thinking of Meryl Streep. That's your mistake. You're right in saying that Britain and America are not uh, particularly good when it comes to uh, gender equality in politics. Uh, The UK has the 49th equal highest proportion of women in the lower house of parliament. Level with Eritrea and Uzbekistan, whilst America it's seventy first equal. That's level with wow. Turkmenistan and one percent ahead of North Korea. So Holy shit. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so things are oh not going God. quite as well as they could have been in terms of wow. Mrs. Pankhurst not getting increasingly stroppy in her grave. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying all women should be MPs, John. But what I am saying is that 30% of all male MPs and male representatives in whatever America calls its lower house should be (laughs) randomly selected for sex change operations. (laughs) I think that would also weed out those who weren't fully committed to their political beliefs rather than personal (laughs) aggrandisement. But that's,
1: that's not the point when it comes to Egypt. The point is that the promise of a new free Egypt post-revolution does not seem to be getting extended to women, despite the role that they played in the revolution itself. Even at the height of the protest in Tahrir Square last year, when women bravely bucked the conventions of society and turned up to join the demonstrations, some men yelled at them, go back home and feed your babies, to which the natural human response is, f*** off and don't be such an asshole." <laughs> but sadly, in some societies, women aren't allowed the joys of using such elegantly crafted comebacks as those. (laughs) In the new Egyptian Parliament, there are only nine women MPs out of some 508 seats. That sounds pretty bad, but it sounds even worse when you find out that under Mubarak, there was a legal quota of at least 64 women MPs or 12% of Parliament. You really don't want to be less good at something than a man who was just hounded from office and is on trial for human rights
0: abuses. That just does not look good. And it's true in uh, some of the other um, Arab Spring states as well. Tunisia, traditionally very liberal when it came to women's rights, um, has elected uh, an Islamist government, a moderate Islamist government. But uh, a lawyer and activist in the Tunisian Association of Democratic Women, Saida Garak, says that she has never been so worried about women's freedoms as she is now uh, in Libya, a senior lecturer in Middle East politics from the University of London, said, I think where the Islamic laws will eventually bite is in the rights of women. They've already declared in Libya that polygamy rules will be relaxed, and who knows where that is going to go. John, this does not sound like quite the utopian Mm -hmm. revolution that we all got so excited about in our armchairs here in the West after trying (laughs) so hard to create the conditions where, you know, an appalling leader like Ben Ali could be... uh, Overthrown by tacitly keeping him in power for twenty-five years, so that he became so complacent and therefore unprepared for the yep. homegrown revolution that we indirectly helped to create by not doing anything. Oh God,
1: we're, we're such long-term strategists. Oh no. We're all, always thinking four hundred steps
0: ahead. Yeah, it's like chess. We're like Gary Kasparov, but more so. <laughs> part of part of women's problems in Egypt.
1: Seems like it might be women themselves. Last year's parliamentary election suggested that Egyptian women simply don't vote for women. So, are women their own worst enemies, Andy? No, men are. (laughs) Men are women's worst enemies. But women might be their second worst enemies. No, sorry, wrong again, that's alligators. (laughs) Alligators are their second worst enemies. But women are their third worst enemies, Andy, that's the point.
0: (laughs) And Gaddafi, he certainly had his flaws as a leader, Yep. He had a lot of flaws. I mean, he was the Empire State Building of leaders in a Manhattan of despotic dickwads. But <laughs> by oh, Andy, hold on, hold on, hold on! You you don't just breeze over a
1: sentence like that. Oh, okay. You stop and enjoy it. That's you've just served up a linguistic dish of excellence there. Don't wolf it down and then take a swig of Coca-Cola.
0: <laughs> but he was, by some standards, something of a feminist. But not. <laughs> Not, whoa, not, whoa, whoa, whoa. not by whoa, all whoa. standards. And
1: back that up. <laughs> back that up by one standard.
0: Well, I mean, he had a Ukrainian nurse. He had, yeah. You know, he, he, lo- he 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 used positive discrimination in choosing his bodyguards. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, he's not right. quite the Libyan Mrs. Pankhurst. Mm hmm. But I mean, I actually know. I mean, I mean, he doesn't have. A, he, he doesn't really have many legs to to rot on currently. But um. <laughs> But John, this raises uh, another issue, the fact that there are only nine women in a 508-strong Egyptian parliament. Um, you know, if, if women want equal prize money at Wimbledon, then they should have the same <laughs> number of MPs in the Egyptian parliament. <laughs> well, I can't help thinking that the Wimbledon Women's champions only get nine 508ths of what the huh. men's champion gets, yep. if that's all they're going to contribute.
1: Well, I think, that's, I think you might want to run for chairman of the All
0: England <laughs> Tennis Club, I <maybe. laughs> Well, technically, of course, it'd be 9 four hundred ninety-ninth if you're doing it that way, but anyway. Okay, all right. You've made your b***ing point, Andy. <laughs> well, so the average male smoker gets through 14 cigarettes a day. Women only smoke 13. <coughs> Women should smoke more, John. Mm, Do you like, yep. This equality has to apply across the board. <laughs> uh, political Thank power... Thank you, Billy Jean King. You've, you've opened <laughs> this can of worms.
1: Political power in Egypt, as you mentioned, Andy, has shifted into the hands of the Islamists, the... Uh, Muslim Brotherhood and the ultra-conservative Salafis control more than 70% of the seats in Parliament and a prospect that worries women who are seeking equality on social matters such as education and divorce. Uh, The ultra-conservative Salafis have said that they're more than happy to grant women divorce, uh, but rather than the right to divorce their husbands, the Salafis will be divorcing women from their rights instead, (laughs) citing irreconcilable differences between the two. Uh, Egypt is in a real mess at the moment. It's in a high-grade pickle. Tourism has slumped, uh, local authorities cannot even pay for rubbish collection, and the country is currently literally festering in a pile of shit. (laughs) Dumps of garbage are being left alongside the sides of uh, roads, and in one Cairo suburb, piled up into 10 metre, 32 feet high, mountains of filth. Those Egyptians, Andy, even in the worst of times, they can't help but stack things into massive pyramids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, you have to think, John, I mean... I don't know a lot about sphinxes, but when they dump, they really dump. (laughs) It's
1: good luck shoveling that out and using it as mulch. Uh, One Egyptian woman said, The problem facing women here is very grave. Politics is controlled by male muscles. And not just male muscles, Andy, but increasingly ludicrously juiced up muscles covered in a Jerseyan amount of spray tan. (laughs) Afghan lady news now. And, while well, Afghan women have got it pretty sweet, Andy, where access to heroin is concerned. Unfortunately, <laughs> where everything else is concerned, they are in an oppressive whirlpool of pain. Uh, while things have certainly improved for women since the Taliban ran the country, well, you know, not they didn't run the country so much as they gripped the country in a fist <laughs> and squeezed it until the pips came out. Uh, but, unfortunately, regarding the Taliban and their attitudes to women, uh, there are fears that... That particular reactionary rooster may be coming back home to roost. Uh, the Taliban attitude towards women is literally prehistoric, as we all know, in that they think women should live in caves and be beaten with sticks. <laughs> and their Moorish misogyny is rearing its bearded head with the news that the Afghan government has requested that female television presenters don headscarves and avoid heavy makeup, uh, which has pissed off journalists who argue that the move is proof. The authorities expect the uh, Taliban to regain a share of power. When the Americans leave,
0: there is a slight angle on this story, John. In that, apparently, um, female television presenters in Afghanistan were already wearing headscarves and avoiding heavy makeup. Right, <laughs> and it was really this is the suggestion that the government is just pandering to the Taliban. It's not as if Afghan lady newsreaders had been coming on telly looking like Joan Collins in Dynasty. <laughs> this, this, they've been pretty much keeping things under control. I, you know, I, I mean, it's just, I, I, I've never really liked the Taliban, John. I mean, I, mm. I don't want to offend Easy, any, any Taliban Easy. fan. I don't think I'm going out on too much of a limb here. But, <laughs> and I, I would personally wouldn't vote for them unless they promised me at least a 2P in the pound-income tax cut. And that for someone living in a Western democracy, that is about as hostile as it's possible to get. But they just don't seem like the kind of guys, John, who would be much fun on an evening out in the snooker club, the Taliban. They they just sit there in the corner complaining about how colourful the balls were and then casually leafing through a catalogue of global artistic monuments and circling the ones they'd most like to knock down. Just not my kind of people, John. As the old Frank Sinatra song goes, Taliban and women's rights go together like a horse and a French restaurant. (laughs) If I'd had your vocal range, I could have sung that, John.
1: I just don't understand why you didn't. It's not about singing it well, Andy. It's about singing it loudly and with confidence.
0: Thank you for listening, Buglers. If you want to listen to more things from the Bugle podcast, why not listen to The Gargle, where Alice Fraser gives you all the news and none of the politics. More top stories coming soon. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here.